Hey everyone and welcome to Almost Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Better Call Saul, Season 4, Episode 4, it's called Talk. So full spoilers for the episode as always. And often titles of these shows will have double meanings and stuff, but almost every single plot in this one actually connects to the title <laughs> really well. It does, which is rare. Every single one. Uh, try to get Jimmy to talk to a therapist. Mike actually being in group therapy, you know. Kim talking to the talking to the judge. All these things, all of it. Mm. Um, so, you know. Uh, so, where do we start with? I guess we start with Saul. Start start with Jimmy. As yeah, is, sure. Uh, why not? As you do. He's a title character after all. Uh, wakes up. He's a uh, kind of disgruntled. Kim's in the shower or whatever, and he gets a phone call from from a job. Make him an offer. Hey, come in, be the shift manager or or phone sales. And by the way, you f- you forget this show is set in like two thousand two until you see the phones. And you're like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, <laughs> we're in the past. We're in the past. Uh, but he turns it down. He just you know much like we saw last time. He he you know doesn't want the job. He 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 turns it down. He says, oh things have changed. He makes up an excuse. And what I love about this afterwards, Kim comes out of the bathroom and he's shaving and tries to recommend that he see a therapist. Uh, and I love the look in her face when he says, "Oh, I'll check my schedule." You're scared. You're, you're unemployed. Yeah. <laughs> you're literally looking for work. Um, and so her face. So, so of course he's like, "No, no, good job. It's cool." Yeah, but that, that's what I love about it. I love that what makes him actually change his mind. And of course he's lucky that they accepted him back after he told them no, because most yeah. jobs would not do that. They they would tell you to piss off after such a thing. I think it depends on the job and and how you declined it because yeah. it was it was a pretty polite de- 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 declination just be like yeah you know i'm good but no, that's, that's fair it was um and obviously we've seen that he's very good at selling himself so i guess you know he made such a good impression that you know it's like, oh we've got another chance yeah get him in here and but i love that the trigger for him changing his mind is it's almost when he it's like a kid getting into trouble and realizing those consequences for what he did and Kim asking that he go see a therapist and in and, and like a sort of roundabout way it's him going, oh no, she's going to ask me to do things like this if she thinks I'm not okay. I have to pretend to be okay and therefore get the job. Yeah, it's it's almost a deflection. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'll I'll take the job because that's the lesser of two evils. Yes. Like, well, I'd, ra- I'd rather do the job than the therapy. So yeah, go on then. Pretty much. And I, I thought that was a really neat trigger because it was like right after... And of course, we see him at his job. He's at this 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 phone shop, and is dead. He's bored. He's cleaning floors. He's 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 realigned his. No, do you know what? I have never. This is like the most ridiculous busy work I've ever seen in my life. Uh, in any type of like, not even just a phone store, but in any store, is whenever you see an employee just slightly nudging the display of the boxes, and I'm like, you're just killing time. You're killing yeah. time, and you're borderline suicidal. I can tell. Yeah, it's in I- your eyes. That was me three days ago. <laughs> like literally, uh, wh- where I work, we had um, uh, you know a set period of time. Was like okay, no one's in the store for like an hour and a half. There is there is no one. Mm-hmm. So what you're gonna do? Um, guess I'll uh, make sure all the, all these things are nice and neat, right? And it literally looks no better or worse after you've nudged everything. Oh, it you're, looks exactly the same. Yeah, you're, you're just, you're just doing I, it. I feel like I'm doing something because I'm moving things. For the sake of doing it. And yeah. 
and he's actually he's outside. He's, he's hoping that someone shows up and the phone rings and it's just the the, the area manager or whatever the the job title is. I hired, hired him. I hired him here. Yeah. And he's like, oh, you do you settle in? You settle in? How are you doing? And he's like, oh yeah, this is good. Yeah, this is it's always quiet this this time time of week. And he's like, oh yeah, it's always been a really slow store that one. Yeah, it's, uh, first we'll just take a book. Yeah, and that's the thing. His manager recommends bringing a book. Now, that's not necessarily strange for, like, say, a security guard job or something like that, where, yeah, you're kind of sitting around. It's weird in sales. It's weird in sales to say, bring a book to work, because you're going to need it. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I mean, I mean, inventory week when we're getting rid of stuff, I mean, that usually does quite well. He's like, oh, when's that? Oh, you just missed it. Yes. <laughs> Which, and, and, of course, we were neatly reminded in the scene with Kim that he's only got to go through 10 months till he's a lawyer again. Yeah, so he won't actually get to it. <laughs> so he won't be that far, yeah. <laughs> uh, that's really funny. Uh, and he, they have him to sell little little stress ball things, and he starts just bouncing that off, which he's done before. We've seen them do this before yeah. uh, with the ball off the wall. Uh, that rhymed. I did not mean that. But, you know, he starts doing that off the window. I was actually, I don't know why I thought the window was going to smash like, after the third time. Really? I don't know why. I was expecting him just to screw up that badly that the entire like window smashes. There's no one else in the store, and he somehow still screws up. <laughs> that, that did not happen. So, no. but anyway, the next day he actually shuts the store, uh, when he's not supposed to, to go off and and meet. Uh, you know, what's his? I, can't, I don't think I ever knew his name. The guy who pulled the job with him last time uh, yeah. to steal the little statue, and he gets his paycheck. And well, I say pay, you know, I mean it's cash, but yeah. he he gets his his share of the of the the earnings. And he's like, hey, this is way more than I was expecting. He's like, oh, yeah, it turns out it, it went for much more than we were predicting. Yeah, a bit, a bit of a bidding war happened. Yeah. And he's like, hey, I, w- I would never have known. You could have, you know, just taken the rest and given me what I was expecting. He's like, ah, no, you, you, you got me out of a jam. You you, sh- you were there for me. Um, in fact, have you any other jobs? You know, I like working with you. To get he's like, nah, not really. But, yeah, but I'll, I'll find, find something. something. I'll find. Yeah. Some- I mean, he just stumbled into that one. I don't know how he finds something. Yeah, but I think that's the thing, though, isn't it? This oh, is yeah. it. now he's actively searching. Yes, uh, and I love. Do you know what I love about this show is that the characters are so well defined at this point that when the guy mentions that, oh no, I've got a new phone. You have to go through the vet again. You know, new job, new phone, and you can you can literally well not literally that's not the right word. That that that's the millennial use of the word literally, and I hate that use. But you can almost see the light bulb on in Jimmy's head light up. Yes. You can figuratively see it. Yes. You can see... I, I'm well aware of the word thank you very much. Yes, but I thought I'd just, you know, offer it. But you can see it light up in his head. You know exactly what he's thinking. Now, admittedly, I didn't know exactly what he was going to write on the, the front of the shop. Like, I didn't, I didn't know what he was actually writing when he was doing it, but I got what the overall gist was going to be, which is that he's going to... T- sell phones to criminals under the guise of hey disposable phones you can you can, you know be untraceable yeah, yeah. blah 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 because it, it that's just, even in this shitty job where he doesn't even care he doesn't have to know he just has to be there for 10 months mm-hmm. he still has to do well at it which uh, by the way see when the manager said bring a book i'm like oh sign me up yeah i'm lazy yeah. give me this job yeah, me too. That'd be great. The, the, the thought of a sales job where there's never any customers, but that's not going to actually threaten your job security, is like Ideal, the dream. Ideal, isn't it? It's the dream. It is, yeah. I, d- I did know we're, we're back to getting some painting action this time. Oh, First yes. time this season. That's right, that's right. Painting's back. back. We had that before. It's been, it's been a big theme of the show. In the office, yeah, yeah. Yeah, pa- you know, masking your real problems, just be a quote of paint. That's, yeah. that's simple. 
exactly. I'm doing. You can't see it. On, I was doing a roller motion there. You can see it on camera though. Um, but I'm telling you because I felt it was important to my point. Uh, the, the audio listeners appreciate it too. I'm sure they do. So, yeah. So so he does that, and I think one of the big things here is we, and obviously from Saul, for, or sorry, from Breaking Bad, and we see where he is there. I think what he's actually going to do here is kind of transition into being the vet, into the, the new one of those, where he's the one who's connecting people up. He's the one who's putting jobs out with each other. Oh, yeah, because everyone's going to go through him to get the phone. Yeah. He's going to get all the numbers and all the contacts. He's going to circumvent the, the vet. Pretty much, yeah. Circumvent, circumvent. <laughs> Even by your standards, that was awful. Look, I'm a little bit tired. Silly jokes are going to come out, okay? They're going to come out. But that I'm wasn't just... even like a silly joke. That was just nonsensical. Like I said, circumvent the vet, and then I said, oh, there's like a, there's a, there's a similarity there. I can play with that. I can play with it. But you didn't play with it. You just pointed it out. You just pointed out the similarity. That's like half a stand-up comedy shop. It's half a shit stand-up comedy. <laughs> So, so that that was Saul's plot this episode. Basically, it was this it this was. this idea, this light bulb. Uh, but you can see where they're going with it. You can see where he's he's essentially going to take this legit job and turn it into another scheme where he is working with a criminal element because he can somehow he can turn that into something that's profitable. Um, because because it's Saul, and that's what he does. So, pretty much. Uh, and like you say, he could just he could sit around here for ten months. That's it. That's all he's got to do, and he knows that. Yep, but no, he's going. To, he's going to help. He's going to help, help the criminals get away with things, which is kind of what he did as a lawyer as well, and what he will do as a lawyer, perhaps more do, importantly. Yeah. Uh, so, in Kim's plot in this episode, she goes to court, um, just to sit in, just just to watch the cases, and a bit you nostalgic. Know, yeah, a bit nostalgic, and the judge, you know, notices her and recognizes her. Even Asser actually, like, between you know, he's you know, he, one case gets done and he's like, okay, who's up next and blah blah. He's like, oh, uh, Miss Wexler, are you uh, here for a case today? And she's like, oh no, just observing. Like, even Asser, he's like, oh, why are you here? And he calls her in. He gets the gets the guard to go over and ask her in for the uh, for, for, you know in recess to come and see him. And he's eating his his lunch or whatever. Um, complaining. It's very shit sounding sandwich. I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was not happy. Oh, no, it wasn't a sandwich. It was it was it was a straight up salad. Was it just a he salad? had a fork? He had a fork and he was like stabbing oh, okay. things and like just sort of just miserably. What, yeah, whatever it was, he was miserable with it. Yeah, his wife was watching his cholesterol or something like that. It was oh dear. What's the point? Dear. Do you know the sad part is I just I just look at that and go yeah in about thirty years time. <laughs> Do you know what I feel like? Eh, what's the point? Enjoy it. Enjoy the food. All right. Maybe I will live Connor. At that point, you're already, what, 60? Why bother? Just, just enjoy <laughs> what you got. 60's a good run. Yeah, yeah it's, good. it's good enough, right? What, what would you rather? Get get to 70 and eat all the all the nice shit or get to, you know, 85 and be miserable? Depends how rich I am for those last 15 years. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> If I'm going to be poor until I'm dead, then yeah, sure, just end me, end it happier earlier. If I'm going to be filthy rich and have a lot of, you know, other fun that's not food related, then yeah, let me live longer. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so it calls her in, and there's a fun little bit. Now I have not seen the movie The Verdict, so I didn't catch this this thing before. No, no I didn't either. Before Kim said it, and I'm annoyed because this is the sort of thing that I might catch had I seen the movie. 
but he's basically describing this case that he had recently <laughs> and she's like that's the plot of the verdict <laughs> and he's like, like yeah yeah it bloody is exactly exactly i've seen enough lawyers come back to my courtroom uh, looking for you know that one big case to make themselves feel good again and excited by the law uh, but it doesn't happen. The next guy I've got pissed on his boss, or threw piss at his boss, or whatever the exact sentence was. It was piss related. It was piss related. It was piss and employment. <laughs> yes. And he's like, no, go back to Mesa Verde, earn a lot of money, maybe give something to charity, feel good about yourself there. And obviously there's a big joke here, the big punchline here is he's like, no, the next time I see you in my court, I'm going to put you to work. And he tells her off for being there. And he comes back out after recess. He's still wiping his mouth from his shitty lunch. He sits down. He's getting some info off the off one of the, the, the plaintiffs or whatever. And then he looks up and she's just sitting there on the exact same spot. And he's just like, he yeah, does this double take where he's like, what? <laughs> How dare that she defy me? no impact whatsoever. And she just stares at him. She doesn't even care. She's just, just you know, deadlocked. And, you know, I was actually, I was sitting thinking about what the... What the purpose behind? Or not a purpose, but you know, what what is this plot? What what is? Why is Kim here? Why is she doing this? Um, and I guess I guess the judge kind of spells it out in a, in a way. But I think more specifically, because oh, obviously he says, "Oh, you try to feel good again about law." You know, the idea that the Mesa Verde things. You know, this big, almost really boring. No, I think it's more it's... just about helping people. Like, well, no, no, for it is. Infam- no, it yeah. is. no, that's what I'm getting at. But. Like, I think at first glance, you say, oh, right, okay, so Mesa Verde is this big, like, you know, faceless corporate thing. Yeah. And then, like, okay, so she she was she got into law maybe initially to help people. But I think the deeper thing here, I think the thing that's even more so than that, is that I think there's guilt about Chuck. I think what Chuck does... Because she's heard that he committed suicide. She's heard this, yeah. this, this side of Yeah, and she kind of only got that Mesa Verde job because of Chuck. Because of Chuck. And I think... She feels guilty about that. I think that's why she feels so upset about Chuck. And and I think, you know, going back to when she, you know, she had a shouting match with, with, with Hamlin and defended Jimmy, I think, as much as what she said was true, and as much as I still think she, she truly believed in her, and keep in mind, this was before she heard the suicide. No, no, it was after, it was after. No, it was after. Because she referenced that in the scene with Rebecca. Yeah. yeah. But I think part of that is also her trying to, like, remove her own guilt almost that no he was an asshole and he was horrible to jimmy we we shouldn't feel bad because we did the right thing because of how Mm. he was but it all goes back to rebecca last season he's mentally ill what's your excuse and i think she feels guilty about that that you know chuck was actually quite reasonable to her you know it wasn't reasonable to to jimmy and by proxy kim felt the effect of that but i I think there's guilt there it's it's true because chuck was very decent to pretty much everyone except Jimmy. I mean, I mean, blunt. Don't get me wrong. Oh sure, yeah. He was a blunt man, but he he was never vindictive with anyone else. Yeah, and I I think the idea of wanting to help people, I think that's turned up to eleven because she feels guilty. I think to feel better, to to sort of you know rediscover herself, she needs to try and help people. And Mesa Verde is completely self-serving, right? That is completely yeah. just to make money. And and I would throw in when when Jimmy was practicing, she would help him out, even in small ways, even while she was doing most of it, she would still help him out on the on the stuff. And he was doing, you know, the, the elder law. And so that would still feel like she was still contributing back to the community in small yeah. ways, even even by proxy through 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 Jimmy. So And obviously now that's gone as an avenue. Yeah. Uh 
So, I, I, yeah, I think she has guilt. I think she has guilt about Chuck. And I think this is where she's really worried about Saul is because he doesn't. he's not shown any remorse whatsoever. Yeah, no. I, I think it is impressive just how much this season still revolves around Chuck, even though, you know, oh, yeah. I mean, he's, he's not here. His presence is still felt, even if he's... It absolutely is. Not quite there. I'm just looking forward to the force go sequence at the you know next season when he shows up shows up and talks to Saul. Still won't be jumping the shark though. I'm I'm down for it. <laughs> It'll just be a little just a little dream sequence. So that was, that was Kim's thing, and then um, I'll save Mike for last because Mike kind of ends the episode. So so Nacho uh, is with the with the cousins, and he identifies this car because as I seen at the start of the episode, it's uh, mostly one take where. Uh, uh, you know, Victor's friend. Uh, friends feels a bit weird. Comrade, uh, colleague, uh, colleague. Yes, G- gangster colleague, <laughs> crony. Colleague sounds still sounds very formal, it does. doesn't it? Um, you know what I mean. You know, it gives the gives the drugs they got from. You know when they quote unquote you know jumped natural, yeah. and uh, so that they have them, so that when natural fingers these people as the one the culprits and then the cousins will find the drugs there uh, and of course there's the big joke here where he's like okay right this is a fortress of so many people uh, i'll go and get like you know a couple of the heads to bring their armies and you know come in with all these guys and the cousins just look at each other not saying a word because they, they very rarely do that and just get out and start walking to you know they get some guns and just start walking towards the place and natural's just sitting there like what the hell these crazy bastards and, th- and then they start shooting and he's like shit someone's gonna hear this yeah, and he has to start heading. There's more guys show up, and he tries his best. Eventually, he feels the need to go in and try and help, if nothing else, to just kind of really convince them almost that he's still on their side. Yeah. Um, but he's struggling. He can barely stand. You know, he's still recovering from his wound. Later on, when his dad finds him in his in his house, uh, mm. you know, he's sitting there looking sick as shit. He's you know he's he's he do- he, he's weak. He doesn't look too good. Um. Do you know what I liked about this scene? It was a pretty fun shootout. Uh, I liked that the twins weren't just completely Terminators. Like, it, if it, there was a moment where it was like, oh no, they're actually kind of pinned down and yeah, they might not they, quite... They started off strong because they just had that surprise of just walking in and doing it, right? Yeah. I, I, I think... Um, because they've, they've been traditionally presented as these unstoppable killing machines, um, which is why it's all the more impressive that Hank was able to live in... You know, love, love, love to fight another day, as it were. Indeed, uh, as they, as they did, they did not. If I can finish that damn sentence. But uh, so it was an impressive scene. It was an exciting scene. And then, of course, the other big scene is when he's he's with Gus, and basically just tells Gus that he understands what he's doing. Like, or you know, it, cl- it clicks in the scene where he's like, "Wait a minute, I I think I know what you're doing here. Like, you're going to be yeah. given that territory because they can't give it to the Salamancas." Uh, and Gus is like, "You know, you just." You know, go rest because we're not done with you. There's, there's more yeah. to do later. Yeah. Uh, also, obviously, um, when 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 Nacho joins the shootout mm. and and he he kills the guy, I think that might be the first time he he kills someone, but by the the the, the look on his face. Oh, ever? And, and okay, yeah, ever? Uh, yeah. Ever I think he's someone. been around a lot of violence, obviously, and, and mm. part of this world, but I don't think he's ever killed someone before. Yeah, I, th- I think the sad thing about Nacho is that he, I think he. He does not want to be part of this life anymore. I mean, obviously, we got that last week from what he said to his dad, but I, I like, I think you feel it in this scene. You feel it when he's with his dad later, and he's but just sitting there on the couch. This arguably feels like when he's in the tightest, right? Yeah, yeah. For, I think for him, it's, it's starting to feel what it felt like for 
uh, like Jesse in like the last couple seasons of Breaking Bad, where he feels in too deep and he doesn't really want to be here anymore. Yeah, uh, that's what I'm getting from I, him. I think I think it's particularly frustrating for Nacho because he tried to get out, you know, by by getting getting out, uh, taking out Hector. Yeah. So, so that okay, once once my dad's free and safe, that's it. I'm good to be out. And now he's in even more. So it's like that. It just backfired. Yeah. Um, and the show's done a really good job of making us care about Nacho. You know, there was. I mean, remember that season last year where, and uh, you know, Los Paulos Hermanos when uh, Hector came into this place, and the, you were kind of worried for all the civilians, but Nacho was clearly making sure that everyone was getting out without any yeah. incident. Like he he clearly cared about innocent people being caught in the crossfire. So there's oh, been absolutely. all these little moments where it was like, no, no, he's a human being. He's sure he's a, he's a criminal and all the rest of it, but. He does have a a heart, and he does have a conscience, and uh, so seeing him like this does still kind of sting. I think he is very reminiscent of Mike in that he kind of does what he has to do in terms of, and you know, if mm. they're involved, they're kind of fair game, but he hates the idea of, of innocence being involved in it. Yeah, and I think one thing I want to talk about you seeing with Gus, and this is not particular to this time with Gus but I think one of the things going again with the title of the episode being talk is that I think when anyone's talking to, to, to Gus they tend to do a lot of talking and Gus is very silent he's mm. you know until he makes his point at the end he will sit there he'll be kind of menacing and not so much when he's in the I'd say yeah not so much when he's in his uh, you know day to day role in the in the shop you know in the, in the, in the, in the restaurant yeah but when he's being gangster Gus <laughs> and he's got his coat on and he's being all intimidating at night time uh, he's just very quiet he's very stoic and he lets the other one almost talk too much but shows that they're the nervous one he was a power play right he's the one who's in charge of the power yeah the notable exception to this is Mike and we yes. end the episode with Mike not giving him that power and being no I'm the asshole who's going to be quiet and you're going to do the talking yeah, Mike. Mike has the benefit of being that silent all day long. <laughs> That's true. G- Gus has to spend half his day, you know, putting on a front of being the the friendly, talkative man, whereas Mike don't have to do that. Uh, I don't think that really affects his ability to do it. But it's no, no, just I think point, it, Mike's just he's, he's, he's more practiced. He he never has to slip out of that character. He's just no, that's just who I am all all the time. Whereas Gus has to be, you know, in in and out. Are you actually saying that Mike has more practice being quiet? I am, yeah. That is the most ridiculous observation you could have possibly made about this final scene. But Accurately. I won't fight it, because I don't really necessarily have a counterpoint, just that <laughs> I think it's a silly idea. Um, what I think is the idea... I mean, obviously we know Gus respects Mike, and I think that's partly why, is because he almost out- you know, he ma- he matches him, or outmatches him even. Uh, when it comes to like oh, you know being smart listening to the details and you know assessing the situation and of course mike says you know where well, if you want to make your move then do it oh no one is because you know you, you've got a job for me so why about you stop dicking me around and just tell me about the job and that's obviously where we cut to black this is the end of the episode this rewind to make story but i thought it was worth mentioning there because i wanted to contrast the two different scenes with gus because you know, the one with yes. nacho and then the one with mike i feel there's a big difference there and again talking's the big theme there uh, of course that's not the only theme here there's a flashback at the start of the episode where mike uh build his son right you never see mike's face, young mike's face it's all very kind of just the hands and the you know working mm-hmm. with his 
uh, hammering the nails in and he builds like a little cement uh, it's basically you know, like a, a when, when like, the actors get like, their, their hands in the pavement kind of thing it's like a little square of pavement uh, yeah. that, that little, slab little matty slab that's the word I'm looking for uh, writes his name in and we start the episode with that and of course obviously it starts with this and I'm like alright okay oh matty oh, so this is making his son okay right and I'm like okay so let's see what this is about what, what it's related to as we go and of course we get more of the group therapy which we've not really seen much of in a while uh, Anita as well uh, makes sort of his friend that he made there uh, we've not seen much of her in a while either because so, it took me a second when she first walked in the scene I'm like yeah we haven't this? seen her this season right not this season, no, it was last season, the last time we saw her. And, you know, they're being friendly, they're being, you know, as, as we've seen them be before. And he starts talking about this other guy at group therapy, who turns out to be Kevin from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, which is, from now on, I'll call, call him Kevin, because I don't remember what yeah, his actual I've, name I've was. seen him in about a hundred different things. He's one of those actors that pops up in small roles everywhere. Yes. But I think most people will probably go with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, for a, for a while, at least. Yes. Uh... And he's telling her that, oh no, his story's bullshit. He was never married. That's Judy's made up. And she's like, what are you talking about? Why would they do that? He's like, no, no. He, he always tells a story about the this Cubs game, but they never had lights at night time. So they never had night games for, for until this year. So his story's just wrong. Well, there's, a, just, there's an accuracy in his story. And then he's like, oh no, I bet you this is a different thing. He's got a tell. He's like, oh, every time he touches his wrist, that means he's, he's, uh, he's lying. And... You know, he, he kind of talks her into coming. He's like, "Oh, why, why don't you come tonight?" Because she, she was trying to ask him to, uh, uh, wasn't a dance. It was like a music show or some kind. Yeah, it was a, a friends gig or something. Yeah. like that. And she's like, "No, I'll come. Let's make it interesting." All right. So ten dollars says he changes his story uh, about about Judy again. And she's like, okay. You're on. And what I love about this scene, and again, much like the the triggers. No, things are falling down much like the trigger scene earlier on for saul when he changed his mind about the job i love the trigger for mike's outburst in this scene mm. my god keyboard would you stop falling down you piece of shit <laughs> this never happens and then it's like three times in a row mm. so so mike's sitting there and stacy tells the story about basically going through her morning routine with her with the, with, with the kid and she didn't think about Matty well, this is the first you know one of the first mornings she's just not thought about him in you know hours and this is clearly affecting Mike you know he's the oh I mean uh, Banks is doing some great acting in this scene this is one of his, uh, his solid performances you can see you know his face quivering his breathing even mm. was, was, was telling me things about how he was feeling it was very very good very intricate so she tells a story and then Kevin jumps in after she makes her final point and says oh I understand what you mean it's just like Judy and he starts talking about Judy and the fact that he's taking her real pain about about Mike's son and using that into his fake story you can tell instantly that Mike wants to snap this guy's head off he can and do you know what I love about this here as well is his reaction he still doesn't break that, you know, that character of okay, no, I'm the silent one. He he just makes a noise. He goes, huh, and waits for them to to prod him for more. Like he waits for them to to you know entice information. Oh, like, yeah. trying to just see how much he can get out of them before. The, yeah, they, they ask him to speak, and he's like, you don't want me to. And he's like, no, no, everyone's here if you're ready to speak. And then at the end, after he says everything he says, he says, well, you want me to talk? I talked. Yeah. 
you know and it's almost like he wanted them to ask just so he you know it's like i don't have to feel bad about this i can just go for it uh but you know both both stacy and anita are kind of looking at him throughout this because he basically calls him out and says no no judy's not real you know just tell us admit it because all these facts don't act up there's inaccuracies and he points a couple of them out and kevin storms you know storms out emotional um somewhat confirming that there's truth to what he's saying and you know he's sitting there and it's, it's this really awkward tense emotional scene yeah. and again obviously this is again back to the title of the episode he talked you want me to talk i talked uh so it's good stuff um and i think because again i think both kim and mike in this episode are interesting because they have they have very like specific subtle like shifts in their character where I think it's not immediately clear until you start start digging into it why they're acting the way they're acting in this episode. Yeah. Now, obviously, we have Kevin as a trigger. That's that's the obvious part, and then that leads to later on he's he's being kind of a dick, more of a dick even at his fake job where he's you know he's like chastising them for you know they might double stack that you know what does that say, yeah. uh, and so on. And then obviously the scene with Gus where he's he's very you know not not that he was ever nice to Gus before, but he he seems just there's an extra tinge of blunter than usual yeah it's just an extra tinge of it and it, it, do you know what it was it was it was that can't be asked. you know like i'm fed mm. up just what, whatever it is just get it over with yeah and i think it's when stacy told the story because he was fine at the diner with anita he was actually he fine was, yeah. and even though he was talking about kevin and, and i'm lying he, he it was all very kind of jovial you know as jovial as mate gets where he's talking to anita and they're making this bet about him right yeah it was kind of friendly banter almost yeah but after Stacy's story, which I think is the real thing that gets to him here, is my, obviously the fact that Kevin then uses that for his fake stuff, obviously is a big trigger, but I think even just Stacy's story on its own hurts because I think it maybe made him realise that he maybe forgets his son more often. Doesn't than, think about him enough. Yeah, than he's realised, and I think he feels guilty about that. Um, so there's a lot of guilt going around, basically, in this show. This show could just be called guilt. Yes. In lot... fact, you could probably call it guilty and get away with it, and and play up the the, the law lawyer, drama, the, yeah. the lawyer thing. Yeah. Uh. So I I think he's guilty about that. I think that's why the flashbacks there at the start. I think that's you know is that even a memory that he's uh. Yeah, I think is is that supposed to be something he's he is actively remembering, or is it more just setting a tone of, okay, no, this is the sort of thing that he he did with his son. I wonder if it's a. I wonder if it's a memory he's forgotten. Mm, could be. Yeah, that's fair. Uh, yeah, is this one that's that's faded away and he can't remember it? Um, I don't know. It'd almost be a nice touch. You know how we don't see Mike's face in that, and obviously it's because he's meant to be like you know twenty five yeah, years yeah. younger or whatever. Um, it'd almost be nice if we didn't see the kid's face in the flashback either. The idea being that he can't remember his son's face. Yeah, I think I think it really goes the part of of Stacey's story is you know she forgot to think about. It. Yeah. But I think the part that really gets Mike is is she says you know I'm I'm scared I'm gonna forget what he looked like what he sounded like and she goes I know I won't it's impossible, but what if? And mm. I think Mike kind of has a little bit. Yeah, it's sad. And I think that's what's gone to him. He's re- he didn't realize that he'd forgotten until hearing that. Yeah, and I think it's something over the course of this show so far that he's he's ended up with all these jobs and these activities, and I think the more he's gotten back into the groove of having a job of some kind, even though it wasn't like a steady job, it was you know these odd criminal things that he was up to. Yeah. 
because he was retired, right? You know, I mean, he obviously had his job at the the booth, but I mean that was yeah, but he wasn't really doing. He was just sitting there for yeah. something to do. He wasn't all using day. his skills, right? Where he, now he started using his skills again. It's kind of filled that void almost. Um, yeah. and I, I think that's interesting. And even the idea that you know, the, everyone remembers the fantastic scene from season one where he he you know spoke to Stacy about what happened to to his mm. son and how he was responsible for it. And I, I wonder if like after that he like tried to stay out of any kind of sketchy activity because turning his son you know into that got him killed and well even turn him just 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 told him that once no just just take the money but yeah. he, they still thought it was suspicious that they killed him anyway because that was the heartbreaking thing right as, as mike said i made my son give up who he was and they killed him anyway that was like the heartbreaking thing at the end of that scene so good but um and probably still the best acted scene in the entire show and it's got a lot of competition. It really does, but it might well be that scene stands it, out, man. It, it might well be. If not, then it, it might be. Uh, you know, when when Jimmy and Chuck were in the, the in in the the courtroom scene. Ah, chicanery. Uh, yeah. My, my, I could see that one rivaling it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Uh, but I, yeah, I think the idea that not only has he not been thinking about his son as much because he's been busier. I think it's the idea that he is back into this life and it was that attitude and how he was with that stuff with his son that led to his son being killed. Like, the, yeah. the, he justified this was okay and he tried to make his son do the same thing. Um, I think there's a tinge of that there as well. Um, and maybe it also makes me rethink uh, episode one or two of this season where he... And obviously we talked about how he went and did the, 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 the job, as it were, because partly because uh, he wanted to cover his tracks, partly because maybe he felt guilty for not doing anything. But it was also an element of him just looking bored. And I wonder if, like, looking back at that scene now, it's like, you know, traditionally before when he had his, 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 his booth job, like, when he was sitting around, was that, you know, thinking about sun time? And instead, I, I, yeah, he, I think... he was just bored. He wasn't thinking about his son. Or well, maybe even not that. It was more... Um, you know, like I say, when he was just sitting around, he was thinking about his son, and maybe he doesn't want to do that because he's he's like, no, 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 I've got to distract myself. Oh yeah, maybe right? yeah, maybe he's realizing he intentionally keeps busy so he doesn't have to think about his son. Yeah, yeah. This idea that he actively tries to avoid it, whereas Stacy's upset that she accidentally didn't think about him for you know yeah. the day, uh, and. Yeah, because it's all because there's the moment afterwards when she says that story, and the guy running the meeting says, "Oh, I mean, I'm not sure, but I, that sounds like you're healing. That sounds like it's healthy that you don't mm. think about him all the time." Um, and again, makes acting there his his reaction, like every line of dialogue, like his face was yeah. giving me something, and that one in particular, it was like real discomfort. Like, wait, I'm supposed to feel healthy that I'm avoiding this? Doesn't feel yeah. healthy, kind no, of exactly. thing. Uh, so there's a lot in there. You know, it's funny. I, I think in terms of plot, this is one of the most laid-back episodes of the show, because there's not really a whole lot of advancement in things. I feel that about all of this season. Hmm. This season has been the most relaxed in terms of the plot of of the show. So and, and you know, the show's been pretty relaxed throughout its its span. I, I think already. it makes sense to me in a lot of ways because it's after the big this I mean, death of Chuck is kind of this pinnacle moment in the show. It kind of makes sense to me that right now for the first half maybe a good even more of that of this season we're kind of resetting the table almost yeah everything everything's kind of slowing down right yeah so that makes sense to me it makes sense to me to build back because it, 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 it does because we didn't get to 
all the all the like the big drama stuff in season three overnight. That took two seasons to build up to. Two and a half. Yeah. So no, I I feel like uh, it just makes a lot of sense. But the thing about this show is is that it handles the the small character beats and the, the character drama so well that I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, why is there no no exciting things it's, happening? Yeah, it's 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 only when we sit and talk about it afterwards that I go. You know, kind of nothing really happened in in a plot sense. Yeah, Obviously, Jimmy had lots the idea. Things happened, yeah, Jimmy you know, had the, the idea to do with the store. Nacho figured out what Gus is up to, uh, and Gus is trying to get Mike for a new job. Like that—that that was basically that's the that's your plot, right there. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very <laughs> minimal. Yeah, but I don't. You don't really realize it while you're watching it because you're just so engrossed in the moments because it's so well just put together. Everything about it is, executed. Is, is, yeah, it's not executed. It is. It is. That's a good word for it. Yeah. No. This... I mean, this episode's not going to be one that I think ever tops any like, best of Saul lists, but th- there's absolutely nothing to fault with it I, either. I think this is representative of a average episode. Like, this is what you can expect as just, okay, here's your standard episode of Saul. Which is a pretty good standard to have. No, it is. Like, there's nothing that's, <laughs> oh, that's particularly exciting or particularly amazing, right? It's just... It does everything exactly how it always does. It's just chugging along. Yeah. And like I say, I think there's always a sign of great character work and obviously great acting when I can see light bulbs inside heads. And not just with the Saul scene, like, you know, with Mike. Like, just, I know what he's thinking at several points. Uh, with Kim, I get elements of that. Um, it, the, the show's so good. I mean, that was something Breaking Bad was also fantastic about. It makes sense it's the same team. Uh, you could constantly see that in Walt's head and Hank's head, whatever. Like, yeah. that was a thing. Uh, Skylar was big for it, actually. You could always sort of... Especially when she started to, like, suspect what her husband was up to, you could mm. always get what was running through her mind. Yeah, um, putting the pieces together. Yeah. Uh, so, so no. But that, that's this week's Saul. Uh, and sorry we were a day late. Usually we get these up on uh, Tuesday night. This is Wednesday night. Um, just some scheduling kerfuffles. But uh, here we are. So we'll be back next week with episode 5. So look forward to that. Let us know what you thought of this one in the comments below. Like and subscribe and all that stuff. Get us on the Twitters at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. If you want to support the channel and the reviews and everything we do here, head over to patreon.com slash mailedfuzztv. You get some bonuses, you get some things early, uh, but mostly you get to, to have a mildly fuzzy feeling in your stomach for, for supporting us. I like saying that because it just—I know you do. It incorporates her name into the pitch. Okay, what, what do you want from me? Uh, but you can do that for as little as a dollar per month, and uh, you can—you know—that's more than we'd get from watching ads. Although that said, if you can't support us on Patreon, then watch the ads because uh, that—that does help. As does liking, subscribing, and all the other stuff. But that's us. So thank you once again for watching. Keep watching TV, guys. Have you got anything? All.